Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Contact Centre podcast, where we're looking at the topic of boosting contact centre morale. Once again, we're continuing to press ahead with our format of sharing presentations that have been taken from popular call centre helper webinars. Today's presentation comes from Carolyn Blunt of Ember Real Results, a long-recognised expert within the contact centre industry. As part of her day job, Carolyn leads a team of consultants to deliver learning and coaching programs for a number of high-profile brands. Carolyn has been a popular presenter on many Call Centre Helper webinars, and it's great to have the chance to share some of her insights on the podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to Carolyn's presentation, which includes some of those great insights on this very important topic of improving contact centre morale. I've carved this up into three C's of how we're going to look at morale in this new world, because we can't hide the fact that, you know, it's absolutely changed in recent months. We've experienced a global pandemic on the scale that, you know, we've never seen in our lifetimes before. We've seen contact centres as we know and love them close down and we've had to move at speed and mass scale to home working. So obviously some were using home working before, but it has never really been kind of this widespread. We've had this forced lockdown. So that's meant that a lot of the ways in which we would have normally approached morale and motivation in a physical world. So I'd be talking about having team huddles and how to do competitions and leave spot prizes on desks and things like that. We can't do that anymore. We need to think about how do we move some of those strategies to the virtual world. And we know that because of the intensity of the lockdown and the homeworking and the restrictions that that's put upon all of our freedoms, but then also kind of the extra worries that brings around health and financial situations and loneliness and just the intensity of having children around all the time and things like that, individuals' reserves of empathy and resilience, I think, you know, are being really stretched and drawn upon and pulled in lots of different directions. So we really need to take that into account when we're thinking about how we help people to stay boosted and positive during this period. And the reason why this is such an important topic is because when morale and motivation are low, we will usually notice things like underperformance, from your team members and that can manifest itself in things like a failure to do teamwork effectively, it could be conflict between the team, tempers may get frayed, they may miss deadlines, they may have difficult conversations with customers that they don't handle as well because they're not as resilient or they may get really sucked into that empathising more than ever before because we're going to have a lot more vulnerable customers and a lot more difficult conversations and a lot more financial difficulties coming in from customers as well so then that empathy can just kind of breed and AHT and other KPIs may go out the window and we may also find that we're suffering with levels of absenteeism as well so not just due to COVID related illnesses but lots of other factors that may make people not feel that they're able to do their job and need to take time off. So this is why I've kind of structured it to talk about three C's of morale in new world and the first one that I want to talk about is contact. For me, a big part of being in a contact centre, having contact with customers and contact with each other 
is what brings a lot of the energy and the vibrancy to our world. And that's why I know I love it. I'm a very extroverted person and a lot of people who work in contact centres are very extroverted. That's why they're attracted to that sort of role where they're talking to other people all day. I love the buzz. I love the wallboards. I just love the volume all around me when I'm in there. And it's really difficult to try and kind of replicate that energy in a home working environment alone. So what we then find is that our energy that we would normally have pulled as extroverts from other people, we don't get that. So we really need to think, especially if you're in a team leader and managerial capacity, how you keep that contact going as much as possible with your team. So these are the kind of things to think about. Um, energy sources, we talk a lot in, in kind of personality terms about introverted energy and extroverted energy. So extroverted energy comes from outside and introverted energy comes from within yourself. And we all need to have a balance of both. But it's absolutely the external energy that's going to feel like it's been depleted at the moment. So these are some of the things that we can do. We can do lots of video calling, which I'm sure you're doing. Some people are saying, though, they're getting kind of like Teams call fatigue now. And I think that's going to become a but telephone calls are still good. WhatsApp messaging, instant messaging, anything, anything to kind of keep in touch, keep that conversation going. And it doesn't just have to be work related. Absolutely. We've got to do business updates and keep people up to speed with what's going on. But idea generation, problem solving and just pure fun. So it doesn't always have to be the team leader who has to sit there and think about, OK, what I need to write a quiz for this week or create a game to play or whatever. We can get the team committed in, in doing that as well, because they'll enjoy creating something and kind of pass that Olympic torch baton around. Anything to create that social contact, because I think missing having those conversations in the break room or by the water cooler, you know, how was your weekend? What did you do? I mean, at the minute, it's kind of every weekend is the same and there's not as many exciting things to talk about. But I think we still need to be having those conversations and those check ins. Are you OK? And sharing jokes and funny memes and WhatsApp groups and all that kind of stuff is just a real lift, just a little boost when people need it. I talked about spot prizes on people's desks. I was a big fan of that in the old world, thinking about, you know, kind of feedback from customers or great quality scores, things like that. And I would just leave a little note on a bottle and a beer or wine or a box of chocolates or whatever, saying, you know, well done, thank you, and kind of explaining what that was for. But we can still do that virtually. We can still send things to people's homes. So we can still do prizes and surprises the power of well done for me is absolutely critical in boosting morale saying thank you to people making that praise really genuine really timely so as soon after the event as we possibly can making it really specific so it's not just like well done you did great today or last week but we're saying you did really well with that conversation with Mrs XYZ or whatever because then I know what I did well and I can repeat that behaviour and then also making the praise public that's an absolute golden rule for me and I think sometimes managers can feel a little bit reticent to think am I going to embarrass the person if I praise them in front of everybody else on a kind of a team meeting but I've never met anybody who said to me do you know what Carolyn my problem is I've had too much praise. I don't think I've ever met anyone who said that. So I think using that 
sensitively in terms of it being genuine and not too cheesy and stuff as long as you mean it and it comes across that way people will love it literally they will grow kind of a foot taller in their confidence and that absolutely has a massive impact on their energy levels and their motivation showing an interest in the individual getting to know people really well understanding their circumstances and their concerns you know if you can help to make things better wherever possible then great but sometimes people just need to have that ability to sound, have a sounding board and just talk about stuff and just have some reassurance and just to know that they're not alone. And I think that is really key to make some time for and, and do that. And then the last one kind of around personal development and training opportunities. So it's really interesting that somebody's already said in the chat room, like, I feel that I might not have the career progression opportunities at the moment that I would have liked to have had. And when you're really motivated and you want to progress, that's really frustrating. And as Mark said, it will come back. But I think there are things that we can still do in the meantime. So making sure that we, we're doing learning and that we're offering our people learning, whether that's digital learning, reading lists, TED Talks, there's all sorts of resources that we can curate and make a list and suggest. Hopefully you've got learning management systems with good content on. We can do some quizzes, you can do competitions, but giving people feedback and coaching to help them progress in their work, not necessarily in a linear promotional opportunities might not be there at the moment, but at least if I'm growing and getting better in my skill set at the moment, then that feels like I'm at least still moving forward in the right direction. So for me, those are some of the key things around the first C that we're going to talk about. Hi everyone, it's me again. Before we get back to Carolyn's great presentation, I just want to give a quick shout out to CoolMiner for sponsoring this episode of our podcast. CoolMiner is a leading cloud-based customer interaction analytics solution for extracting business intelligence and improving agent performance across all contact channels. Find out more about CoolMiner's contact center solutions, visit www.coolminer.com and that link will be made available in the description box below. But that's enough from me now. Let's get back to Carolyn's presentation and hear about her second and third C's. So my second C is to um, make sure we're focusing on coaching. So coaching, there's a lot of myths about coaching and how it's best done. And I, I'm really grateful that actually finally, as an industry, we have in the main evolved from kind of doing monthly subjective tick box exercises in excel you know that whole kind of thing did you say good morning did you say is there anything else i can help you with at the end and if not i'm going to knock marks off and all of that we've moved away thankfully from a lot of that and actually what we are looking at with technologies like call miner is real-time objective practical information that the agent can really use it's not just my opinion as a team leader or a quality monitoring person as to what best practice is, but it's actually bringing into it, you know, kind of customer feedback and the tonality, my empathy, all my KPIs and everything, creating one holistic kind of view of that and being able to compare that to my previous performance and my peers' performance and things like that. So that really helps me to see that it's not just you've picked my worst call this month and that's the one that we're having a conversation about. It's kind of across everything all the time. So that's a massive leap forward in how effective we can be with coaching. 
And what I like to structure it as is to think about three R's. So whether we, we can reinforce what they're doing really well. So if you've got a high performing agent, you just want to keep them there. Or you might have an agent who has glimmers of really good performance and you want to reinforce those. But then you also want to remind them about the gaps and the things that they might want to do again more. You know, you might have had training before, but they've forgotten. So bringing that back to before. And then also the last R, which is around revealing. So actually some new best practice some different ideas or ways of doing things, some suggestions, some new skills, that sort of thing. So those three R's can provide quite a nice structure for having the conversation. And it means that we're talking about things you have done well, but things you might be able to do even better. And when it comes to actually having the coaching conversation, the simplest way that I kind of try to explain this is that coaching is not telling people what to do. And it's not training them to do things either. It might lead on to training as a result of the coaching conversation. We might identify and agree that there are some skills gaps and there is some training that you can go on and do. But the conversation itself that's coaching is just about asking positively framed questions and therefore stimulating the other person to think for themselves. Because if I just tell you what to do, chances are you're going to forget it. But if I involve you in that conversation, then you're more likely to process it properly and retain that and then actually change your behaviour off the back of it. So questions like, what do you think went well? What could be even better if you did this again? Where could you find that information? How would you approach that next time? What can you do to help yourself remember? Because I know a lot of my coaching conversations are, they result in the person going, oh, knew that I don't know why I didn't do that and that can happen time and time again so what can you do to help yourself remember and by using the data and the real examples we can avoid subjectivity because that's the biggest kind of thing that causes coaching to lose its credibility where the coach and the coachee just disagree that that's the right thing to do so review what good looks like and that may have changed in this new world your measures may have shifted you might find that actually you, you want them to be less empathetic because it's taking too long and they need better skills now for kind of keeping things on track because you've got a big queue. Make time for coaching. That's been one of the biggest pushbacks from team leaders to me all the time. I don't have time for coaching, but for me, that should be one of the top priorities of your role. And then peer-to-peer -peer coaching can be a solution if you are overstretched and you don't have the support to make it a top priority of, of your role, then use other people in your team and get them coaching each other, so agent-to-agent -agent coaching. You do need to make sure that they're, they're trained and they understand all this stuff about questioning and best practice, but that's a great way to keep them connected to each other as well, and that can lighten the load, the burden on your time, which it might just actually make sure that it gets done, and that's better than nothing at all. And then my final C is a word that I've completely invented for lockdown. It's called encouragement. And it is kind of a new way of working for 2020. For me, it summarises two words, obviously, which are courage and encouragement. So this is thinking about bravery, patience, resilience, you know, the ability to deal with change and uncertainty for me is summed up by the word encouragement. And I think we have all got to 
encourage each other and keep each other smiling and, and moving forwards and recognize that absolutely there are going to be good days and bad days there's going to be ups and downs motivation and morale will not just remain in a consistent upwards trajectory as a result of you attending this webinar no matter how good your leadership and interpersonal skills are and you yourself are probably also going to have to have tough days that you have to get through and this brings back the days when we had aeroplanes <laughs> remember them and they used to do safety briefings and they used to say fit your own oxygen mask before helping other people and I think that's really important for us to continue to remember at the moment because if you're not feeling that you're motivated it's going to be really difficult for you to motivate anybody else and you've got to recognize that that's going to happen and you need to be kind to yourself as well as your team and then recognize that feelings and energy levels are going to come and go so the important point is to ensure that your team feels supported and encouraged making sure that you're getting that fix from your line management teams as well and colleagues and it's absolutely a challenge because obviously we have so much uncertainty surrounding us every day so my question to you guys on the webinar is how has the performance of your agents changed in recent months are you finding that performance has gone backwards or is it stayed the same or has it actually improved because there have been some benefits you know, we've not had to commute and sit in traffic jams. We've had more time to ourselves. I know I've been getting a bit more sleep and we've been able to let go of some of our old expectations and pressures. I think it's made us kind of reflect on what is really important in life and what we were chasing for. So just thinking about, you know, how can you demonstrate encouragement for yourself and your teams? And it might be that you need to be a bit more flexible and accommodating with things like shift patterns it might mean that you recognize that you need to be human and you need to drop that mask of perfect professionalism all the time because your kid walks in in the middle of it you know that's fine you know pick them up put them on your lap and carry on so role modeling empathy i think is really good and providing opportunities for people to be future ready with new skills. So thinking about what's the future of our organisation going to look like and what are we going to need people to do? And in learning and development, that's been very much about reskilling classroom trainers to be able to facilitate virtual classroom. So we talked about onboarding before and how do we onboard new starters in the new world? Well, we have to do it through virtual classroom. So we need to change all our materials to fit that and we need to reskill our trainers to be able to facilitate through technology. So there's things that we can be learning and changing and getting on with. So it is about kind of staying positive and looking ahead. That's all for this episode of the Contact Centre podcast. Thank you to Carolyn Blunt for the great presentation. We're looking forward to keeping this style of podcast going throughout the summer and we'll continue to source some of the industry's best speakers to share their insights on our platform. So keep an eye out for more episodes in the coming weeks, covering lots more interesting Contact Centre related topics. Thanks again for listening and we'll be back soon. The Contact Centre podcast is produced by Call Centre Helper, the leading contact centre magazine. You can subscribe to our podcasts or give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. You can also access our entire range of podcasts through the Call Centre Helper website by visiting callcentrehelper.com forward slash podcasts.